Well, we have what's called an emotional memory. And so when we start to overreact or, you know, the, the amygdala flares up and we get into this hijacking state, let's call it, then we actually, the more we do that, the more we get in a similar situation, our emotional memory goes, huh, we've been here before. I know what to do. Amygdala fires off. We're fight or flight again. And you're into overtrading. You're into fucking up your account. You're into losing your percentage and it gets horrible. So we end up having this emotional memory. And this is where this idea of trading trauma comes from. If you've been in trading long enough and created all these bad habits, we have to unlearn and untangle these habits. We have to desensitize our amygdala. We have to build some resilience. And now people think that, how do I build resilience? Oh, put it in stressful situations. No, that's not how you build resilience. The way you build resilience and understanding is to bring awareness, to understand yourself. Like how many times do I have to say on this show, self-awareness is the key. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. It has been a very busy week uh, and weekend for me. It's good, though, you know, actively busy, moving things forward, moving the needle forward, doing the things that get us ahead. So it's um, an enjoyable chaos. I like to refer to it as, you know, my brain works in funny ways and it is a very enjoyable chaos. Um, But yes, it has been a great week, very busy. Um, Chucking your gratitude. I'm very grateful to have opportunities and to keep myself busy. Um, I've always sort of found myself with 101 things to do. And at times, you know, well, back in the day, I blame it on other people. I'd be like, oh, I've got so many things to do. And now, you know, after 10 years of the same thing, I realize that it's me. It is me who creates this. And it's me who continually puts something on my plate to keep me busy. I think when it's quiet and calm, I start to get a little bit anxious and go, what else can I do? How else can I keep myself entertained? Most people would say, why don't you just go get a regular job and just be normal for a bit and have some routine? But again, my brain doesn't like that. I get antsy and I want to just create and be different to the rest of the world. Um, different to, well, my original world, shall we say. Can't say I would different to the rest of the world, but at least where I grew up from. And uh, I think that's something that I've learned to love about myself. And so I'm grateful for the adventures. I'm grateful for my my decisions to say, no or yes you know don't follow the usual path yes go and jump out of planes or yes go and climb a mountain or yes move to the other side of the world to learn to snowboard these kind of things while the actual activity is fun and exciting what it does is it opens it up to so many different opportunities and you just find yourself falling you know kind of falling into paths you meant to go along and yeah it's exciting um i was doing a bit of reflection over the weekend and Some of the stuff that I've done in this past decade and the adventures I've been on and some of the opportunities that I've fallen into have just been incredible. And that comes from having that kind of yes attitude and just like, why not? You know, if it's not going to kill me or hurt somebody else, why not give it a go? Let's see what can happen. 
Um, so I'm very grateful for, I guess, my parents for allowing me to have that um, attitude and that mentality. Um, I'm extremely grateful because yesterday, and this will be coming out later this week, um, the, oh, sorry, next week, the podcast, I did an interview with Sherry Locke, another seven-figure trader, very, very interesting woman, um, incredible story, great, great mindset. So anyone who loves mindset stuff, I highly recommend listening to that when it comes out in a couple of episodes next week. Um, so yes, what are we going to talk about today? Let's get some gratitude coming to the chat. Very important to share your gratitude because gratitude night and day can change the way you see the world when we're talking about dopamine and Andrew Huberman and his um, comment on what actually creates a good life. And it's the continued, continued broadening of things that you find joy for. And so if we find gratitude, it brings our attention to these things and we can find joy and gratitude and lots of um, pleasure in the little things and continue to find more and more things that we're grateful for. So please do not shy away. I know being on these calls, it's sometimes a bit easy just to sit and listen, but I highly recommend you put on your caps, think about some things you can be grateful for, even if it's one or two things, start the habit, start the process, because it will affect your life. Guarantee. Right. Now, while they come through, we've got a couple of them coming through. People also loving Cherry's story, which is great. So people um, have obviously heard her story before. Um, good morning. Grateful to be here this morning to be finished my exercise. It was a tough go this morning. Yeah, sometimes those pa those pa more painful ones can be the ones that um, feel really nice. Grateful for another beautiful day in paradise. Lovely and grateful for teamwork. Okay, so today, last week I was talking about dopamine and you may have heard me say the term amygdala hijack quite a bit and this is what we're going to go into today. What is amygdala hijacking? Well, first, we're going to go back to the brain and understand a little bit about how our lovely brain works. Now, this is very simplified terms. The brain is a very, very complex piece of magic, um, and I don't claim to know it all at all. I am not a neuroscientist, but I do love researching the brain and trying to figure out how it works. So in short, um, which I find very fascinating, we have sensory information coming in, all sorts, all kinds, eyes, ears, nose, touch, everything, bringing in this information from our external world. And that goes into the brain. And there's a little thing called the thalamus. And the thalamus basically filters out a bunch of information that's not threatening. It's not obviously important to us. Um, you know, sometimes you will hear someone say something in the background, but you're not consciously aware of it, but you still heard it. That's because the information came in, but your thalamus filtered it out. Okay. And then what happens with this information? It goes through this little thing called the amygdala. And the amygdala um, comes from, I think, the Latin term, amygdal, um, which means almond. So it's a little almond-sized bit in the brain, the bit of the limbic system. And this amygdala basically gives the okay um, for information to pass through to the frontal cortex, which is um, like the frontal lobes and stuff in the frontal cortex, which is where our logical brain kind of is. And so we kind of understand information once it's at our frontal cortex, but before it even gets there, so before we're consciously aware of the information coming to our brain, it has already been through a filter system and it's already been checked by the amygdala, which is checking to see if it's safe, if it's dangerous, and if the information is allowed to come through. Now, usually what happens is the amygdala speaks the frontal cortex, then we get this logical part of the brain going, oh, yeah, that's okay. I can you know sit here and listen to Jake. That's not dangerous to my life. Sure, but that information kind of comes through. Now, this happens extremely quickly, um, but this is the, the process. And th again, this is very simple. 
Um, but just to get an understanding of what is happening, we need to understand the system that, that's at play. Now, if you're listening to my podcast for a while, um, I speak about this all the time. If not, go back, listen to some episodes. We talk about the three brains. Uh, we talk about the emotional brain, the human brain, and the computer. So the human brain being the logic. And then we've got the um, the chimp brain, as it, as it is in the chimp paradox. That is the emotional brain. And now the emotional brain works a hell of a lot faster and a lot stronger than the logical brain or the human brain. And if we're talking about it in a you know, more of a um, biological sense, the cortex, the frontal cortex, and the more, more so the prefrontal cortex is where the human brain is. It's where, you know, we have logic, judgment, we have impulse control, all these kind of things that make us human. Whereas the amygdala in the, the I think it's the limbic system, that's where the more emotional, the, the chimp brain kind of sits. And that's where things can fire off really quickly. And it, it can play a big part in how behaviors and our physiological changes and things can change very quickly. So why is it important to know this? Well, what happens with an amygdala hijack is our amygdala goes, information's coming in and it basically goes, holy shit, this information is terrifying. I'm threatened. I don't care what you say frontal cortex. I am taking over and I'm going to fight or flight mode. So amygdala basically is there for fear. Well, it's not so much for fear um that's what we originally think it it's it was made for but its purpose is to help condition and to protect but it can protect from like a biological it doesn't just take from like a, a fear a protect from a fear state it can also protect from a biological um relief stimulus so what is a biological release relief stimulus um it's anything that can influence our survival or reproduction directly or indirectly. So things like, um, you know, fighting, physical, that kind of stuff, but then also social threats or social rewards, or, you know, if you lose a bunch of money in the stock market or, you know, there's war happening, something like that. So these social threats can also impact how our amygdala behaves. Now as traders, hello, we are continuously putting money on the line. And if we have money, we, I spoke about this last week, we have a higher chance of reproduction of, you know, looking, impressing other people, having a nice roof over our head, having nice food, having luxuries, you know, all the stuff that comes with the social rewards from having a lot of money. So actual trading has a very, very high impact on what happens to the amygdala because all of that stuff that we deal with when trading is really um, a byproduct or, you know, a stepping stone to one of the biological relief stimulus. So it's really important to understand what we're doing on the charts and what our body is doing in response to what we are seeing on the charts, okay? So the amygdala, well, not the amygdala, the information comes in, the thalamus decides whether it's important, threatening, whatever, then it gets to the amygdala, which comes up to our logical brain. So when we are trading logically, then this process is happening fine. Stuff's happening on the charts, coming into the information, our thalamus is going, yep, we need to know that information, our amygdala is going, okay, this isn't threatening, it comes up to our prefrontal cortex, we can then look at our trading plan, make decisive logical actions on what we see on our trading plan and what's happening on the charts. This is fine. And I can pretty much guarantee that every trader knows that state when they're sitting calmly, there's no stress, there's no nothing. And, you know, you can make a logical trade. Put some ones in the chat if you have been in the situation where you're trading, started trading, you're not really feeling any angst, anything at all. And then a trade sort of presents itself and you're able to logically go through your steps and decide yes or no, I want to enter this trade. If you've been in that situation, press one. 
let, let us know. Yet some people saying they have. Um, okay. So when you get that feeling, it's great. You're like, okay, this is what logical based trading is. This is what my calm collected trading state is. But then chuck some twos in the chat. If you've had a big emotional candle come through or you've taken a loss and then you've noticed yourself tense up, you've noticed yourself kind of change a little bit. You may want to start revenge trading. You notice yourself, oh, I'm not following my trading plan anymore. I just want to hit the fucking button and get my money back, right? Two's coming into the chats. Yeah, two's from both sides. So what's happening is these stress levels are increasing. And so really what the amygdala is doing is it's responding to stress. And so when we have increased stress, the amygdala starts to panic and goes, you know what? I don't want to listen to my prefrontal cortex anymore. I might take over. And it's, can be really profound if you've had like chronic stress or like severe childhood stress, then the amygdala can actually get kind of hypersensitive. And so you find small things stressful really quickly, or you hit that fight or flight really quickly because the whole point of the amygdala back in the day, primal times, was to fly, fight or flight traditionally, but now we've realized that it's freeze, flight, flight or fight in that order. Apparently it goes freeze, flight or fight. Um, you know, deer in the headlights freeze up. Most of the time, someone screams at you around the corner and you, most people hit the ground running before they um, end up being trapped in a corner and wanting to fight. So the amygdala is the sole purpose for this, this response mechanism. It's something happens, something's dangerous. You either freeze, flight, or fight. And back in the primal day, this is, we needed this, right? You'd be out hunting, saber-toothed tiger, bushes rustle, <clears throat> freak out, there's danger, I'm going to do something, I'm going to get ready to fight this thing, and I'm going to get the hell out of here. And that's how you survive. Now, there was actually back in the day, when I'm talking like a couple of hundred thousand years ago, um, where there were certain humans who, like humans, sapiens, um, I don't know the technical term of what we were back then, but didn't have the amygdala. And, you know, these kind of races ended up being eliminated because they wouldn't learn from previous instances that fear would be there. So, you know, you hear some rustling in the bushes, you, and I was listening to a video who gave this exact explanation, which I thought was a really good way of explaining it. But there's two of you, you're going out hunting, the bushes rustle, tiger jumps out, eats the friend, you run away. Next time you hear bushes rustling, what are you going to do? You're going to remember that time and go, that's right, last time that happened, this happened, I can see a cyber tooth, a, a, a tiger coming at me, I'm going to get the hell out of here. That's what the amygdala has done for you, protected you. But now we've got so much of this. We don't have that danger anymore. We don't have this, you know, survival death that we need. So we've actually started to become a bit more sensitive to it. And if you've, like I said, chronic stress, you've had severe childhood stress, your amygdala can be extra sensitive. And so you start to fire up a lot quicker than you probably should. Now, what is an amygdala hijack? Amygdala hijack is basically when the amygdala has gone, nope, too dangerous. Don't care what you say, limbic system. Uh, frontal cortex, I'm taking over and I am protecting the hell out of us. So our neurotransmitters get fired. We've got cortisol. We have adrenaline that just gets shot into our body and adrenaline that can last like, you know, 20 minutes with really high levels. And what this does is it changes a, our physiological self, you know, it, it is made to protect us. So it shuts off other parts of the brain that aren't needed. It actually takes blood from the brain and shoots it into your, you know, your muscles and, like traditionally, you got to fight or flight. You don't want to think too much. You just want to fight, protect blood. Most of it's sitting in your brain. So it actually removes some of it from the parts that is where it's needed in the brain for logical thinking, shoots it into the muscles. So you become extra 
you know, animalistic and strong and and daring because you don't want to think too logically when you're in the middle of a fight with a tiger, right? You don't want to go, oh, you just want to re respond. So this physiological change happens. The amygdala fires off, blood starts shooting. So you can actually feel this when it's happening. And put some ones in the chat if you have been in a situation on the charts where you can see like a big loss comes and you can actually feel like a chilling or you can feel like a tensing in the chest or perhaps you can feel like, some frustration or some tensing in the cheeks or something like that or you know perhaps you're the kind of person who takes a loss and you're in the flight mode you just shut your computer down this sucks i'm out of here you rage so this kind of instantaneous emotional burst that we get yeah here we go someone's coming into the chat from both sides so this instantaneous burst that we get that is the amygdala firing off and unfortunately once the amygdala fires off it's almost no chance that you can start doing logical based trading anymore because it biologically reduces the blood flow in that part of the brain so that you can go into this fight or flight mode that protects you does this make sense to people so if we are feeling stressed if we're someone who gets triggered by stress really easily and we can like put someone in the chat if you've been in the car someone's cut you off and you're just like oh you fuck and start road rage kicking and screaming and then later on you're like man why was i so responsive to that that was way over the top or someone throws a comment at you and catches you when you're tired and you just snap at them. You're just like, how dare you? Rah! Or, you know, hello, Will Smith and Chris Rock at the, the um, Emmys, whatever it was, the whatever awards it was. You know, he runs up and slaps the hell out of Chris Rock. Obviously, he didn't want to do that logically, but emotion takes over because he was protecting and defending his wife. And bang, something happens that we can't really control. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, once the adrenaline's worn down and you start to think logically again, you're like, man. Why the fuck did I do that? That was dumb. Who has been on the charts? Sorry, someone's in the chat. You trade, things get out of hand. You're over trading. You have a horrible day. You like end up down way past your daily goal. And you, you're just like, oh man, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Then 20 minutes later, you kind of regain yourself. And you're like, oh dude, what? why did I do that? Why did I keep hitting the button? Why did I keep jumping into trades? Like it was, then you look back and you can see, with clear logic that was like that was a dumb trade that doesn't follow my trading plan that was just stupid like what was going on well hello amygdala hijack this is what's happening your brain is legitimately trying to protect yourself or fight you know fight for the money back that you've lost because a lot of us coming from a desperation state you know a lot, a lot of us and i'm not talking for everyone but a lot of people here get into trading because they're really struggling with finances and they see a way out and that's me like uh, that's exactly why i got into it but the problem with this sometimes is you then trade through from desperation. You don't trade from abundance. You don't trade from gratitude. You trade for survival. You're like, I need to make this work in order to pay my bills. So this puts you already in a conscious state that's quite, you know, stressed, quite on edge, quite defensive. And then all of a sudden you have this turnaround in trade. You have this loss of money and your amygdala goes, ah, we can't do this. We've got no money. Like, why are you doing this to us? Like, I need to protect us. Let's fight or fight. So this amygdala hijacking is quite an intense process and it kind of explains those moments where you just go into button mashing mode or super over trading mode and you're just sitting there going, man, I don't know what I've done. This kind of thing comes from this amygdala hijacking. Okay. So it's extremely interesting. Um, it's somewhat primitive. And I guess the next thing is to ask, so how do we solve this? How do we use this information to help us? Well, we have what's called an emotional memory. And so when we start to overreact or, you know, the, the amygdala flares up and we get into this hijacking state, let's call it, 
then we actually, the more we do that, the more we get in a similar situation, our emotional memory goes, huh, we've been here before. I know what to do. Amygdala fires off. We're fight or flight again. And you're into overtrading. You're into fucking up your account. You're into losing your percentage. And it gets horrible. So we end up having this emotional memory. And this is where this idea of trading trauma comes from. If you've been in trading long enough and created all these bad habits, we have to unlearn and untangle these habits. We have to desensitize our amygdala. We have to build some resilience. And now people think that, how do I build resilience? Or put it in stressful situations. No, that's not how you build resilience. The way you build resilience and understanding um, in this context, might I add, it doesn't work in all contexts of resilience, is to bring awareness, to understand yourself. Like how many times do I have to say on this show, self-awareness is the key. The more we can understand ourselves, there's this prediction error that comes along in, in the amygdala, with the amygdala as well. And I think that's for another another time. But when a certain habit happens it has this prediction mode which is why you sort of protect like it can go into this hypersensitive or hyper arousal state because it's predicting the same kind of outcome coming again you know this is probably linked to the dopamine and the cravings and the cues that we were talking about last week but with this we need to desensitize ourselves and so we need to bring awareness to our behaviors we need to a mindfulness meditation is really good for this you need to understand your triggers. So what is it that sends you into this rage? What is it that sends you into this fight or flight mode? What is it for you personally? Yes, you listening that makes you go, ah, is it a big candle? Is it when you're, you know, you're in a trade and it's now getting to four or five minutes in the trade? You know, if you're a real scalper and you're starting to go, oh, I've been in this too long and you start to feel that stress. You're like, ah, once the stress starts to build up, no matter what it is for you, then that is going to make your amygdala fire off faster. So it once you start to get more stressed, the amygdala becomes more sensitive and therefore it can take this hijacking and you can go into emotional state of trading really, really quickly. So we have to learn ourselves. Learn yourself as best you can. Learn mindfulness meditation is awesome for this. Breath work, breathing exercises. Um, there's thing called heavenly touch. There's sensory touch. Whatever it is for you, everyone's different. And I think I maybe go into a few of these in a bit more depth in um, another episode. But when you can feel that physiological change, when you can feel like, okay, there's a tightening in my chest, my, my, you know, my blood vessels are expanding. I can feel that there's something, some change happening. This is when we want to stop pattern interrupt, pattern recognition, pattern interrupt. So once you know yourself, this is mindfulness training. This is understanding. This is journaling. This is tracking your behaviors in your emotional journal. All this thing will bring awareness to these physiological changes. And what you can do then is go, uh, I, I know this situation, I can feel it, or I know this trigger, this trigger's hit me before, self-awareness, pattern recognition, what do I usually do? No, let's not do that again, pattern interrupt, what do I usually do? Get happy on the trigger, how about in this time, I have my physiological interrupter, so like a lackey band, for example, and then I look at the trading plan, this is my new pattern, this is the new habit that I want to create, this is, ah, here comes that same physiological change, I'm obviously going to go into fight or flight. Let's stop that from happening so I can still trade logically by pattern recognizing, pattern interrupting, and moving the kind of reward. So you get the craving, you get whatever it is that's making you respond, you know, the sensory response. Uh-oh, what do I do? Let's look at the charts. for example. Let's look at my trading plan and listen to it. Not just, oh, there's my trading plan. Shit, I'm still in panic. Go, hang on. I'm starting to panic. Look at your trading plan like it's, you know, your mentor and go, trading plan, what do I do? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. No. Okay. I don't do that. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. This is what I meant to do. 
This is the power of having a trading plan. This is the power of being self-aware. This is the power of mindfulness meditation, understanding the brain and the body and how it works. Once you bring awareness to this and you understand how it works, it becomes much easier to control your behaviors and your emotions in certain circumstances. Okay? A lot of information there. I hope that made sense. Chuck some ones in the chat if that resonated with you, if you can relate to some of those situations and if it made sense. Chuck some two in the chats if you were like, what the hell did you just say? That was complete mumbo jumbo. I've got no idea what's going on. Um, and, you know, just look at yourself. Everything I say in relation to trading generally comes down to self-awareness and understanding you. The fastest, the faster you can understand you, the faster you can trust yourself, the faster you can realize what your behaviors are, the faster you'll be able to control them and the faster that you'll actually make progress. Okay. So with that, I'm going to leave it there. I recommend, you know, grab your trading journal. Mine's not on my desk yet. Here it is. Grab your trading journal, go through it, read through all of your whys, all of your rules, all of your, um, you know, affirmations, go through your trading plan. Make sure you do your brain warm up. Make sure that you are all organized and ready for the session ahead. The people listening on the podcast, thank you so much. I'll speak to you soon. But to all of our traders here, let's go jump over to the trading call and let's go take some points. Much love to everyone and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.